0: Hello and welcome to In The Clock End, an answer awesome podcast from me, Steve. And joining me tonight, after a late fitness test, Calvin's back in the building. Welcome, mate. How are you?
1: Yeah, steve oh, not too bad. Good to be back. Sorry for missing uh, last week. I had a spot of... Uh, what was it you said? I have to sort colour coordinate my shirts. Thanks for that. Did they you finish that, by the way? Yeah, it looks brilliant. You've got a sea of red, bit of blue, bit of yellow. Bit of white in there, which doesn't sit. No, I'm obviously taking the piss, and so were you. I just bought a tonsillitis for the listeners who actually give a shit about me. Um, but yeah, I'm all good. What you been up to anyway? Anything, anything strange, weird, wonderful in COVID world?
0: Not a lot, mate. Um, no. I've been smashing a lot of FIFA again.
1: You're not great, though, are you?
0: Not great. I lost, you know what, before we played <laughs> Leicester, I actually lost to Leicester online.
1: What was the score, is that?
0: It was about 4-1 and like, oh, I sort of, I, I hate to admit it, but I sort of just quit because I was like, I can't be asked.
1: Are you a rage quitter? No, nah, I'm not
0: usually. I usually I just stick, stick it out and get back in the game. But I, I, was, I just couldn't be bothered because it was quite close to the actual kickoff and I wanted to make a drink and make some foods. And I was like, basically, you know, like on like seasons, you've got to reach like so many points yeah. online. Yeah. And I, I'd, already quali- I'd already like qualified for, to go up there was fixtures left to like win the win the title so
1: so you had you know basically you had you yeah. on the beach had players were on the beach you weren't really interested you were thinking about you know what you're going to eat and drink um that's a lot of excuses there is basically what I mean.
0: which i actually had a bacon and egg sandwich which was banging
1: yeah that's pretty true um speaking, speaking of rage quitters and i know this wouldn't be up your street because you're a bit of a rock man by the way, listeners, myself and Steve have completely polar opposite music tastes. It's quite funny, actually. I and actually it,
0: collect rocks, not actually rock music. He's referencing. I collect just rocks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I literally don't even know what to say back to that. <laughs> rock and uh, roll, rock and roll. No, yeah, rock I'm more and of roll. like an indie,
0: indie hipster. Anything that's that has a good image.
1: I'm all about all about the image. Yeah, but anyway, back to this rage queen thing. That I need to look into this actually. But Snoop Dogg has become a bit of an online uh, craze when it comes to the world of Twitch. I wouldn't be a big Twitcher, um, to be honest with you. I wouldn't watch it or have one. But the um, delivery guy? No, delivery. Hang on a minute. I, well, I might just end the podcast there. You're just you, you refer to Snoop Dogg as the guy as the the, the, the face of Just Eat.
0: But he, he does the like, advert, right?
1: Yeah, but that's disappointing. The first thing you want to come to me at is, i oh, want the man eat. who does the yeah, it's a banger. That's it's drop of the year for me, to be perfectly honest. Um, but anyway, Snoop Dogg. There's, there's not a like lot going runner. on this year, though. He's not got a lot of competition. There's fuck all going on this year, mate. Let's be realistic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Outside of football, imagine there was still no football. Actually, no, I don't I, I want to just take that thought out of my brain and just throw it away forever because that was horrible. Do you want to move on to the game? Please there?
0: continue with your Snoop Dogg. I'm I mean I'm enthralled as to where you're going with this.
1: Don't even get me started, man. I could do. I could spit a few bars for you. Maybe one, two, three into the four. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at your door.
0: You've, you've like, taken the listeners down like a, a pathway. I oh, no. The promised chocolates and sweets and loose women. Not not literally like loose women.
1: <laughs> the what, loose show. women? The show. Like is that still the thing? Do they still? And show all that this down.
0: In? And all this down the path is like a, a rusty bucket of water and an empty jar of marmite.
1: Oh, I, hang on. Look, listen, sorry, we've gone off on a hell of a piece, several at this state, but you've just mentioned a big word, big word, which is a hell of a divider. It divides people more than Arsenal Football Club. That's how big this is. Marmite, are you loving it or are you hating it? What are you saying?
0: No, I don't like it. Oh, my God. It smells weird. Doesn't it's all it about you. smell for me. I've got weird senses.
1: Do you like twiglets? Not really. They're the covered bur- in marmite. The so that, birdies, that would make aren't sense. They? Well, they're, made, they're covered in Marmite, mate. Yeah, Dan them. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Big Marmite fan. I'm pro Marmite. There, there we go. Look, we're learning We're learning things about each other all the time, and that's what I like. Well, I think we should cap the podcast off there. The football's yeah. the boring bit. We've sort of peaked. But actually, for the, one of the first times in a long time, Steve, the football was actually pretty positive. We've got two blinders to go through today. We've got, obviously, our wonderful win and turnaround against the mighty... Fuck, who were they even called? Benfica. There you go. That's how mighty they are. Um, and then obviously another great turnaround away at Leicester yesterday.
0: It was pretty good, wasn't it? You know, it's actually quite funny because on the lad on the last podcast, me and Liam were talking about Arsenal's inability to come from behind, win games. Yeah. He put, he was he was spitting some incredible facts. Um, credit to Liam.
1: Yeah, he's got the, he just he's got he, the skills, isn't he?
0: Just for the record, was meant to be here tonight, but He's also colour coordinates Arsenal shits.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> must be.
0: It's, it's catching. It's
1: catching, isn't it? Yeah, it's doing the um, rounds.
0: Yeah, so you know, it's quite funny actually. After after, that, after last week's podcast where we were sort of saying, you know, we've never got a plan B, C, D yeah. twice in a week, I said, "It's like, have that, mate." I
1: Hold know. My beer. And it's funny because when you were talking about it, I, you know, when I was listening to it, um, I had, to, you know, I couldn't. It's not as if I was sat there going, "Ah, oh, Steve's talking shit, whatever." It was generally like I said, yeah, we, you know, when we do go a goal behind, you do sit there a bit deflated as an Arsenal fan. uh, And you're just like, it's just we're just not that kind of side that you would expect to turn this around. We're not courageous enough. Should should we just dive in, shall we? Which game do you want to cover first? I don't actually mind which way you want to do this, to be honest. Well, I mean, I don't care. Either or. Either or. A win's a win. (laughs)
0: Let's go with Benfica. Let's get that out of the way. I'll let you kick it off.
1: Obviously, as always, we had our little back and forth beforehand. Just how do you feel, et cetera? What are your thoughts? Um, Another strong lineup put out. Um, and it was a weird game, wasn't it? Because obviously it's a home game being played away. Obviously, that's for both of us in that tie, it was a bit odd. Uh, and there was a few other ties that were the same. So it's not as if we could ever use that as an excuse then or in the future. But, you know, again, overall, when you look at it, a few days after, or even to be honest with you, even after the result, I think we're all pretty pumped afterwards when we, I know we were. Um, Cause it's nice, right. You, I think the way you judge a game before and after can be very different because it depends on what you've seen unfold before you. So, you know, going into the game, I expected us to, to win, to be honest with you. I expected this to, to probably win quite, not dramatically well, but comfortably, I think is probably the best way to think about it. Um, but then, when you come out of the game and you're two-one down, and let, I remember you text me and you're like, "That's game over. I can't." You know, it's, it's when we go behind. You know, it was one of your first thoughts as an Arsenal fan is just, "Well, that's that then." Um, especially when you've, you know, we fought that when watching the Man City game with 85 minutes to play, if not longer, and then how long did we have left to turn this game around? 20 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, something
0: like that. Yeah, like it that. wasn't. It wasn't very long. And then. After the goal, I thought he put Willian on, <laughs> and I read this texty shiver again. Oh it's just getting the white flag out at that point, weren't we?
1: Yeah, wasn't a great one, but yeah. How did you feel about it anyway? Because yeah, I was know, yeah, I was happy to turn it around. You know, I was pumped. It's great to see your team turn it around and get. It's. I mean, when was the last time that you can remember celebrating a last minute winner? Well, last minute, but last five minute winner for the Arsenal. It's been. Oh, I can't remember.
0: It's been a while, hasn't it? I felt mm. quite relaxed, to be honest. Bullocks. As If if you look at it as a scale, I was probably about six. Ten being, shitting myself. Zero being, yeah, it's going to be a breeze. To be honest, I felt quite confident from the off. I never really thought we'd lose the game.
1: Until you went 2-1 down.
0: We all looked pretty comfortable. Mm. Got the goal, really nice goal, in fact, from Aubameyang. Lovely chip. Was it Saka yeah, it was, with the assist? Yeah,
1: Saka with a lovely three. Lovely moment
0: him. of play. And Danny Sabias. Gives a free kick away. Mm-hmm. It was just the worst time to concede. And then, obviously, the, the second goal was just completely what-just-happened moment. Um, it, it made me laugh, actually, because I was thinking about what we talked about with Liam after the Leeds game when I was talking about Tobias, And Liam said, uh, he's got shit for brains.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, just,
0: it was so fitting. My, my, my instant thought was after that goal. If that was anyone like Bellerin Ah oh. Xhaka, Oh. He would have been hung out to
1: dry. Yeah. Yeah. I had um, her pants pulled down and literally, yeah. yeah.
0: But it, listen, it, it was a great response. Yeah. We just showed so much fight and tenacity to, to get back into the game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And I think, you know, you know, I'm a big fan of Kieran Tierney as I think most of us are, but his reaction to his goal, that's what I want to see. I want to see that, that desire from our players. Um, you don't, like... It's all well and good when, you know, I think you said it, you like how Ceballos does this in the background when he celebrates stuff. I'll always be a firm believer of just actions speak louder than words. It's just the old cliche saying, but, you know, you can come out on social media, mate, and say X, Y, Z. Do your talking on the pitch. It's one of the oldest phrases in the football book, mate. Just go and do it on the pitch. You've got 90 minutes to show what you're about. Uh, And that's why I like that. Kieran Tierney is just like, Obviously, I sent you the clip afterwards of just how he speaks to opposition players on the pitch, right? It's the sort of stuff you did on Sunday morning. Brilliant. What, what was it again? Something obviously, in a Scottish island, but yeah, it's... What was it? Stop dying, you stupid gun. Yeah, Something, something, like that. something that to That fantastic.
0: You, that's the sort of goal that you, you don't get when there's a, when there's a crowd. Um, you know what? On that goal, he took it so well. And it was Great actually finish. William with the assist. Mm. Um, and, and we never... Like Benfica, to be honest, you know, you could tell that they were like, "We're just going to try and hold out for the draw here." Um, you know, they, they
1: really offered nothing going forward. Probably um, going two-one up for them was the worst thing that could happen to them because they just did like nothing. They didn't do really anything before anyway. I think I agree with you there.
0: The third goal as well, fantastic, really nice ball from Saka. Yeah, um, I, I was I had the game on on the laptop, just watching mm. the lounge, and I was like fist pump in the air. It was yeah. such a wonderful moment. The general reaction on, on social media after the game was, oh, Arsenal put me through the milk tonight. That was stressful. I never, I don't know, I just felt quite relaxed about the whole thing. It's probably because um, it's Europa. Don't go wrong, it was a fantastic comeback and I was so happy. I didn't mm. want to go out because for me it was like, what well, we've got 20 minutes to save our season here. Um, and a part of me was feeling like, you know, are we going to go out again on our way goals and... Mm. If you look at the two legs, you know, in the first game we gave away a silly penalty, and then in this game we gave away the free kick, and then we gave them, a, you know, uh, we gifted them a second goal. So it was mm. sort of like, you know, are we going to go out to our own errors again? It, it was a very Arsenal
1: thing to to do. It's a very familiar feeling. Basically. Yeah, yeah. But you
0: know, it was it was great, and it it was really nice. It, it was one of those nights where it would have been fantastic to have been at the game. Ah, um, I yeah. think it would have been such, such a you know a great atmosphere at, at the
1: Emirates. That's the moments you live for though, isn't it, as a football fan, really, It's those the limbs moments where you know, like like I just said, I can't remember the last time I celebrated a, a very late Arsenal winner. Um that's so decisive, you know, where it takes you through. It's not just you know, I, I, I scream
0: like "Come on, when Tierney scored. I was
1: sort of exactly, I mean, but it's the same. His reaction is what you reacted with, right? And that's why we we're so quick to buy into what Kieran Tierney's about. I think it's as simple as that, mate. You, as fans, we love to relate to what we see, whether that's the club, which is look. I think for a lot of us, probably in my bracket, you know, why we support, it is, you know, stayed supporting the club or started supporting the club was around the traditions and the class and all that sort of stuff. Which look, let's be honest, has gone out the window a little bit over the last few years. Um, but that's what you want to you want to see players who play for the shirt, mate. The old, who is it they said? I think it's um, Tony Adams, wasn't right? it? You know, if you play for the name on the front, they'll remember the name on the back. And again, very cliche, very cheesy, but it's fucking accurate. Yeah, it is,
0: mate. Um, I honestly feel like we've got a good chance in this competition. I, I don't want to jinx it, but too late. I really fancy us against Olympiakos. Is it? Is that the quarterfinals, right? Against Olympiakos. Let's just
1: bring up the Europa League
0: I have no idea
1: round, so no it's only the round of 16 we're now in because there's always an extra knockout game in the Europa League than what there is in the Champions oh, yeah.
0: League so if we if we win this we'll go to the quarterfinals. there's still some very good teams in there no there
1: is I mean the Tottenham and Man United ones worry me uh, just because it's England but outside of that really not a lot would bother me there Ajax, you
0: can't underestimate Ajax. And also Roma. Villarreal, you, you can imagine that against against Emory?
1: Let's be honest. I mean, look, I don't know how many times we have to say it. We're our own worst enemy most of the fucking time. So if we can beat ourselves on the day, we'll be all right. It's, it's we'll quite right. a good draw, though. You know, Man United have got Milan. Mm. That's one good team out. Tottenham
0: have got Dynamo Zagreb. Dynamo Zagreb, they just knocked out Leicester?
1: Uh, no, Slavia Prague did, and they're playing Rangers. So Mm. That'd be
0: interesting to get Rangers. That oh, that's such a shame um, that fans can't go to the ground. Imagine
1: again it was Rangers. That'd be a, that be that I would sound. be that would be pretty decent. Be I've safe. obviously got the fear of fucking Henrik Mkhitaryan coming back and just phew, doing what all ex Arsenal players do. That that frightens a life He's at Roman out. At Roma, does he? He's at Roma. Yeah,
0: completely he, flopped in him Mkhitaryan. I was really, you know, what I was really excited when he joined him. the club.
1: I thought we could have got some, you know, look. When you're in that situation where you're trying to find the best out of a really shit situation, because of losing, you know, losing Lex Sanchez. Even at the time I thought he'd gone out, you know, he'd really started the downhill um at Arsenal in that in that season, to be honest with you. It's just the head wasn't in it. I thought his legs were gone. He played too much football, mate, consecutively for too long. Um and now he's at Inter Milan. What's he doing at Inter? Not a lot.
0: He's not putting up trees, is he anymore?
1: No, he's he's, a, he's kind of one of those players that just too much, too often from a very young age, and you burn out. Um, Without so, really going in, going off on a tangent, it's okay. We,
0: we were very lucky when we had him as an I think we were an Abamyang short from that might next level, Aubameyang. weren't we? Yeah, and that's be. all we're gonna say. Yeah, yeah, that's all we're gonna say. We don't. Need lot, I don't want to take there. us down a. You, you've already taken us down a few weird paths tonight on the podcast, so I love we'll that. Let's let's, let's get you. back to let's get back to um.
1: Always blame me, don't you? Listeners, mm-hmm. he always blames me, don't he? Never takes any responsibility for his own actions. Disgraceful.
0: Who are you talking to?
1: You and the listeners. Jesus, pay attention! <laughs> Come on. I'm trying to. I'm <laughs> trying
0: to introduce. I'm trying to get to the next game, and you're talking over me.
1: All right, all right. One thing I just want to touch on actually, before we go on to the next game, though, is just in You've about our uh, thing to say. Oh. Well, look, I can say <laughs> nothing. <if you're laughs> like, there be no podcast. But no, I was just thinking, like, it's it's quite refreshing that even when you think of the Man City game, and I know we spoke around, you know, they held us at arm's length. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't, maybe we actually played all right. But we haven't been overly challenged by a number of teams lately. Um, like, like you say, you sit there watching a lot of our games, like, you feel quite comfortable, right? Like there's not as much fear as there was before Christmas, that's for sure, or dread.
0: I mean, the way I, the way I put it was like, I don't feel like we're going to lose games, but at the same time, you know, I don't think we're going to win games. And mm. I think that's been a really all season and that's why we are 10th in the Premier League is because we, we aren't clinical enough up front. Um, yeah. And What really frustrates me about this Arsenal team is um, we see moments of magic like we did against Benfica and we did against Leicester. and There's always people who come out and say, oh, it's only Leicester, it's only Benfica. Well, you can only beat who, you, who, who you're up against. Do, yep. do you know what I mean? You
1: only beat
0: them um, you, yeah. And I feel like, you know, these games aren't easy, especially you know, going away to Leicester, we get to play in, in in um in Athens. Mm-hmm. So, what frustrates me is that you know, we we can do it, and we are we are good enough. Like we we're a much better team than tenth. Yes, but and like I said on the last podcast, it comes down to consistency. And I th- it, and what really gets me is that you know let, let's you look at the games we've lost this season, um, which is a total of eleven defeats. You win three of them. Mm. So let's say you beat Burnley at home. Let's say you beat Wolves away. Let's say you beat hell, Wolves yeah. at home, you know, you're right. Yeah. You're right in the mix of top four.
1: Um, you just daggered me in the heart there. Do you know what? I'd honestly forgotten that we'd lost to Burnley at home, and you just said it, and I was like, oh my god, we lost to Burnley. At home. I don't
0: think they registered a shot on target. It was an Aubameyang going goal. So, fucking
1: Jesus Christ. But
0: you know what though? It's, I mean, listen, it's 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 a redundant conversation, but I think it really sums up this Arsenal team in the sense that,
1: look, what you could have done. Yeah, there was a, someone was saying as well. If you look back at all those defeats we've had and the number of those defeats that are by one goal, fine margins, fine yeah, margins, fine margins. They were spoke about a lot, but at the same time, like, yeah, like we are where we are through our performances, simple as that. We are the epitome of bang average at the
0: minute. Yeah. 10th. Maybe we get a little bit overexcited every time we win a game. I think I definitely do, but
1: I'm, I'm always quite optimistic.
0: Like, even before the Leicester game, there was a lot of tweets going out about smashing the team and a lot. And, mm. and, and I said, I really, I you know, completely mm. going this. I mean, um, Piers Morgan put a tweet out today, Jesus. Uh, yesterday, and he actually came on. I was watching Good Morning Britain this morning, and he actually read it. He, had, he put his tweet up on the screen and he said, He goes, My apologies, Mikael. And this is why I'm not a manager and you are. Um, yeah. I tweeted out saying it's a bizarre lineup in the sense that I was surprised that he rested so many players. I also felt quite optimistic. Yeah. I and I mean that's just me anyway. I feel I always feel like yeah we can win this game and yeah and I thought it was a really really good performance. Uh, let's let's mm. not write, let's not completely write Leicester off. They're a very good team. There. Yeah. They're in the Premier League. They're there because they're a good team. If you remember back to the game of the Emirates, you know, we completely dominated the ball. They mm. need to go on the break mm. and um, we couldn't find a way through. This was a much different game. We started very well. We conceded the early goal. It was such a random goal. It came out of completely nothing. I I, I looked away from from the the TV. I looked back up and he was was like in the box, unchallenged. And I just thought, oh, then I'll have a shot.
1: Yeah, it was was just way too easy. Um, I kind of half looked away as well because I didn't think there was too much danger. And then I'm really, one thing that I used to, it used to drive me mad, and you'd, we'd all notice it um, when we were going through that really poor run of form before Christmas. And we've been—we're kind of one of those teams that just back off and back off and back off. You are, like Rob Holden used to do it a lot more as well, and it was one of the main reasons I believe that we used to give—we, you know, we gave away some of the most amount of penalties last season. I believe we give up the most shots on our goal compared to any other team. This is why you just keep backing off, and we needed to learn to engage. Uh, much quicker and higher up uh, in our half when teams are trying to to attack us and that was that that's exactly that you know you can't leave Xhaka in a one-on-one foot race I'm sorry you just can't we know you can't um, I'm not slating Zaka here at all and um, you know you look there's two other players that you need to look at here and obviously the first and most obvious one would be the one that most people would have pointed at, that, and that's um, Pablo Marie but then obviously Elneny needed to recognise his danger a little bit more and come across as well. Nobody seemed to shuffle over. Nobody seemed to communicate. Um, and that's why that gap was just, le- he literally just ran in. Mm. And you, you could see it coming. Once you hit a certain point, you're like, he's just going to walk in. here. He's going to shoot into that bottom corner. He's going to score. Um, and it's just one of those things that you just, what can you do? I mean, you know, going back to the lineup just briefly, I just... You're talking about hope and all that sort of stuff, and I was with you. I think, look, you have to have that as a, as a fan, right? If you don't have that, what's the point? The only time I haven't had that recently was the Man City game. I think most of us would have had that because of just how frighteningly good that side is. The fact that we didn't re- register a single
0: shot in that game is probably the the reason we we lost that game.
1: If you don't shoot, you don't, you want don't to win score. a Score,
0: simple no. as that. So
1: yeah, it's yeah, simple. Exactly. Start, continue. Continue. No, no, but it's just you know when you look at. I know you think, I know your thoughts on Jamie Viley. Um, if you want to tell our new listeners what they are, feel free in a word. I
0: cannot stand him. He's a massive chav.
1: Cool. Um, I just think he's a good footballer, good striker. I still agree he's a bit of a though. But he's only just back from surgery. That pleased me a little bit because I was worried about our back, uh, centre back pairing. I just thought there was a little bit of a lack of pace there, but it didn't matter too much in the end. And then obviously, Big miss for them, Madison. Madison. When you know he's not in that lineup, they struggled to tick as much. And then, obviously, later on in the game, they lost Harvey Barnes, and that was an extra plus. I think when he went down, I was like, "That's it. That's the game. Like, There's no chance they're coming back."
0: I did feel like when we had the penalty overturned, there was that sort of niggling feeling of self-doubt that here we go again. It's mm. it was a very Arsenal thing to happen. Probably the right decision. There was very very minimal contact.
1: Yeah, there wasn't. Yeah, it was the strange one, wasn't it? Because it was the he got tripped outside the box and then fell inside the box. Look, it's one of those that you look at at in real time. You're like, yes, penalty. There's a way back into this shocking start for us. But look, you know, when you see the replay, you're just like, you know what? Sometimes in in life, mate, you just gotta go right. Decision is what it is. Move on.
0: And and as much as it was frustrating to see, it is nice to see that, that. when VAR is used correctly. And, and as a football fan, mm. you can say in that situation it was used correctly because yes. it, it would have been unfair uh, for, the, for the penalty. You know, if, if there's no VAR, that's a penalty.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it been given, th- yeah. This,
0: these were the conversations we were having before when, you know, these, you know, like, you remember, like, you know, Luis Suarez was, was, was the, and, you know, Henry as well. Like they always they just mm. sort of just go over in the box, referee gives a penalty, and you, you watch the replay back and you realize, he, you know, no one's touched him. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, Perez was renowned for it. I always remember oh, there was an infamous ter- moment t- against terrible. Portsmouth. That por- and that's funny, isn't it? Because that's that Invincibles year, right? Without that dive. Well, against Portsmouth, was it? Yep, exactly what I'm talking about, yeah. Um, didn't take you long to get there either, so it just goes to show off, as it was. Yeah, without that, we're not invincible. It's crazy, isn't it?
0: It was a frown part, wasn't it? The one
1: all? No, no, it was at home. It was We are at home. It was 1-0. We were 1-0 down.
0: Oh, that was really it. early on in the season, wasn't it?
1: I honestly uh, that's a long time ago.
0: Yeah, we were going about nearly 20 years.
1: Um, Jesus Christ, don't do yeah. that again.
0: No, you know what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking
1: of Fratton Park when
0: it was it was after we won the league, I think, and mm. one of their players had a one-on-one with Le- with Lehman and he mm. saved. And it was sort of like our invincible record was on that shot. Yeah. Um
1: Yakubu, I think that was, is, yeah, if I'm right.
0: Oh yeah. But anyway, going back to to the Leicester game. Mm. Um, I felt like you know, we we responded well to that. We didn't really like like I said after the Leeds game. You know it, when, when we had the penalty talks off, we, the, we maintained the momentum, and
1: mm. um,
0: it was a lovely goal for, from David Lewis. Really nice header, well, uh, well. Willian. Really nice free kick.
1: You look as surprised. Sorry, I'm just looking at you, and you look as surprised as I do. Just say in that sentence. Um, look, it's a nice thing though to happen because look, we can all see it in easily. Talk for a good amount of time about how crap, shit, diabolical, you pick the word and name it, how, how bad William has been for Arsenal since he's joined, to non-existent that. to the point, to be perfectly honest. But look, I don't, we can, I think Granit Xhaka hit the nail on the head. I don't know if you saw his, um, yeah, I saw it. his clip last week and the way you can criticise football. I've got absolutely no issue with that whatsoever. But don't, don't criticise the man necessarily, or, you know, he's a human being at the end of the day. Um, you've got to take into consideration that people go through their own stuff. Nobody deserves abuse online, whether it's racist or not. Just there's just no need. Uh, if you've got that in you, just just stop. Fuck it off. And, yeah, basically, fuck off. Put yourself in the bin. Yeah. I think
0: on. a lot of that is to do with um, fan football fan channels, not just Arsenal fan TV, but just fan channels in general, where they sort of are uh, physically scream at the TV for, for views. And it's like, no, like, you know, I've been angry, but I don't really come in and go and, you know, start screaming at you know, the top of my voice. I'm nearly 30 years old. Do you know what I mean? So there, there's a line.
1: Yeah. My heart can you know, he, piss for you in that situation, Steve, by the way. I'm nearly 35. Fuck off.
0: I think his criticism has been fair. Like mm. as glad and sort of relieved that he put a shift in and he played it very well. It's like, yeah, about time. Like mm. I'm still very much like, you know what? I'm not completely sold yet. How when he's when do? he's doing that on the regular, that's yeah. fine. But it's it's one game. Out one of, and a bit. We'll give him and a it's, bit. And, of it's, and it's it's March now. Do you know what I mean? So one let's.
1: A, I'll give him one and a bit games because he did. I thought he did okay. I mean, look. This is the problem with William. You've set yourself such an incredibly low bar that anything you actually do that's remotely half decent looks immense. Um, so fair play to you for fooling us all. Um, but no, I thought he did okay when he caught off the bench the other day. And look, I think personally, that was his best showing in an Arsenal shirt yesterday. Um, just remembered how to run properly and move the ball quicker and
0: just showing his experience, isn't it? Really, and that's, that's why we signed him, I guess, yeah, for, really? for
1: that Premier League experience. But you really want him to kick on, right? Because I don't know, I don't know whether. I said it to you after the game or not. I might have done it on a voice clip. Who knows? But um, one of the things that was really pleasing, again, in hindsight, after the game yesterday, was the fact that we all went into it worrying because of the lineup that was put out. But we've all come out of it afterwards and gone, well, that worked. It worked for one day, which is fine. But the only thing I really thought of and what I want to see is, hopefully, this will drive internal uh, competitiveness to the next level. Because that's what you want to see. When lads are given a chance like they were yesterday, I want to see you take the chance and I want to see you, you know, have to force Arteta into making difficult decisions for the next game. Now, look, I'm not saying that William should be starting next week or on Saturday, but let's put it this way. If he did start, our fan base wouldn't be as worried about it as they would have been maybe two, three weeks ago. Um, and that can only be a positive Um Look, I, I was pleased for him. I was, you know, it's kind of a relief, like you said. I think that's a good way to put it for probably both of us, for him and for us. He's earned his uh,
0: 200,000 this week, that's for sure.
1: grand and assist. That's immense, isn't it?
0: Imagine Literally.
1: that. <laughs> there, you know, there was a
0: real sort of outcry for Martinelli yesterday, yeah. um, which I was just like, oh, leave it alone. Like, mm.
1: Serious injury.
0: Yeah, I, I, I really feel like, Arteta's managing managing him very carefully. I, I don't think it's... And like, there's
1: a reason for that as well.
0: Yeah. I, I don't doubt that Arteta rates him.
1: No, um, I think you'd have to be blind not to. Because, it look, let's be honest, you remember when he came back from injury, I think in his first game, he's just all over his usual busy self. Um, But what... I don't know where I heard it recently, but they're saying, it might have even been on the Arse um podcast earlier. But if you look at how Man City managed Foden... Doesn't start all the time, he has done recently, but he's the same age, I think. Maybe a little bit older, not 100% sure. Martinelli's had a serious ankle injury to contend with. Foden hasn't, no, do you know what I mean? And he's still being managed in the same way. And Martin if you did.
0: remember when he came back, he took an injury pre game mm. against I'm yeah. not sure who it was against, but do you remember he, he saw sort of United went over in his ankle or something? Yeah, so there we go. You know, it's yeah, this it, everything's. You, you don't know what the the fitness team is saying to Otter. They might be no. saying he ain't there yet. Like he's he's at ninety five percent. If we rush him back, you know. And and to be honest, you know, we didn't need him yesterday. That that's what annoys me a little bit when we're winning the game, we're playing well. Just enjoy it for what it is. And uh, you yeah. see people tweeting out going, "Where's Martinelli? I have a day off. Just like enjoy, enjoy the for what it is. Like if I was at that game right yesterday, I'm in the away end. I'm having a beer, having a thing, living life. I'm not stood there going, is he bringing Martinelli on? No, because that's ridiculous.
1: No, you should just be caught up in the moment. Sometimes you need to just let yourself go. I just feel like people create
0: agendas and they create sort of drama for, for nothing other than a discussion. And it's just like,
1: it's such a non-event. Like, leave it alone. That is, we won the game. It's. I completely agree with mate. It's a non-event yesterday. If you lost the game or we're losing the game, fair enough. Fair enough. I've got no problem with you questioning things. But when your team wins, and convincingly well, I thought we were very convincing yesterday, overall, in the 90 minutes. And when you do that, just, just let it be. Live in the moment, enjoy it, um, because we've had a tough season um, for multiple reasons. And I think when those kind of results come in, I mean, Leicester are deemed a top six side, I believe. Actually, even a top four side. I Actually, I don't know. Which is That's-
0: mad. You know, it's funny, like when I sort of look back through a lot of my old like books and magazines Mm. and old DVDs and you sort of see Leicester as this sort of, you know, bottom five, fighting relegation every season, yo-yo in in and out of the Premier League. And it's like it's incredible to see how far they've come. It's Um, amazing. and
1: Absolutely. Hats off to Leicester City Football Club. And honestly, they're one of the, they're the neutrals favourite, right? It's like, I know we were kind of up against them in that title race, but... I didn't mind losing to them because it's just, you know what it means to people. Like, they'd never won it, mate. Like, it was refreshing
0: it. for the game, wasn't it? It was It it's was great. At the same time, I'd, I'd much rather we, win the no, we, we, should, we won the league. Obviously. Like, yeah. yeah. We should have won the league that year. Yeah. Should have won the
1: league. You know, like you say, I, you look at the football books, mate, I remember going to Filbert Street back in the day. What a fucking dump that was. Never Shocking been. little stadium. I've
0: never, I've never been to the, it's, it's not the Walkers is it, anymore. King Power, yeah. King Power. King it's, power. power. it's a very no, much a modern there. day, soulless bowl. It's, it's just, um, how many like
1: Cardiff, Swansea, uh, Middlesbrough. There's another one, Southampton. They're all the same, just difficult. They're, the They're all the same.
0: Getting back to the game, massive moment for us just for half time. My mm. in our favor again, definite penalty, M- but, much like Emil Smith Rose penalty against Benfica. He yep. put his arm up. Yep. Um, should the referee be spot on it from there? Because he had to go to the screen, which is which is fine, because that's what I was there for. Mm. But do you think that you know he should be picking that up? Because that is, you know, when you watch it back, you think, Christ, that is quite obvious.
1: Yeah, because it's the blatant. players were—it's well, so not blatant, boring. but yeah, it's it's in your face. I think we we come back to the same word, mate, that we speak about when it comes to officiating, mate. It's just consistency. Because you know, it, it all reminded us of the penalty we gave away in the Europa there a couple of weeks ago. Emil Smith-Rowe, and it was given instantly, right? And once you saw the replay as a fan, you went, all right, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I can see why he gave that. No point." It's annoying, but it's yeah. like, yeah. Um, that's the, my only concern there. But look, bottom line is, to be honest with you, when it comes to VAR, I don't really care how the fuck you get to the decision as long as you get to the right decision. Mm. Um, and there's a few instances over the weekend, I think, where games actually were managed correctly via VAR, um, which is good. There's just, look, there's other things they need to kind of Um, the look into with VAR and that's just I know we spoke about it and I'm not going to go into it in too much detail but like the offside rule for me is just fucking ridiculous with VAR the rest of it look even in everyday life you're never going to eradicate human error because just people have different interpretations of situations
0: I honestly feel like the, the offside rule needs to be sort of overhauled I feel like if you're in if your body is level you're on side I grew up playing football if you were to be clear know. daylight, yeah, clear
1: daylight between the defender and the attacker to be able to give it, yeah. Also, look, even with that, I've said this a couple of times like, there has to be technology out there now which can sit on the stadium roof and track the last defender and the highest attacker at all times, or every player, even and just like goal line technology. Yeah, as soon as it flashes, he's offside, the ref gets the look, we'll just get rid of linesmen there. Have a strange bunch anyway. Well, the the, <laughs> the the linesmen are so frustrating now because they,
0: they don't flag, do they? They wait.
1: Yes, and um, it's the worst thing in football. It just, just
0: causes like like needless moments of play. Like I yeah. saw, I don't know if it was Arsenal, but I saw sort of recently where I swear someone like picked, like went in basically waiting for a tackle because it was, you know the guy I was think, sort of bearing down a goal, and, and no, I was just yeah. thinking like that was completely needless. Like he could have got injured,
1: and for what? Just flag this this funny you say this it might have been the same game it was recently i remember thinking the same yeah. thing there was a th- it was a through ball or something and i think it was a kind of coming together between a keeper a striker and a defender of some description i can't remember the ins and outs of it but I had the same thought as you I was like how long is it going to be until someone ends up getting hurt for a decision that should have been given that wasn't because of that yeah because they were just look referees have become mate the, i think the frightening thought we all have is they'd be they are going to become too reliant on VAR.
0: Maybe it's a good thing.
1: Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. It, dep-
0: it depends who's behind the screen. Um, getting back to the game. Yeah. We had the penalty. Uh, Lacazette took it really well. Really yeah. good penalty. And it, it completely fit the game. Going into half-time, leading yeah. to one. Um, and I feel like we we, we we maintain that momentum in the second half. Yeah. We've got the third goals. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it was it was a bit of a bit weird one, wasn't it? The ball it's came true. across, foul to Willian, not then knocks it to Pepe. Mm. Um, but yeah, we'll take it. And then when you gotta go free one, if it's it's a bit dangerous, you know, it's it's mm. if, if if you get the next goal, it's game over. If they get the next goal, mm. you know, you sort of,
1: you know, uh, you know, do you know what I mean? Your ass will start twitching. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. Whereas
0: it never sort of came to that. We always look very, very, very much in control of the game.
1: Yeah, we looked assured throughout. And it's funny, isn't it? Because you remember before the game, and we were obviously talking about the lineup, and we were like, oh, you know, a little bit, like like most fans, we we're just a bit worried, right? I think that's a nice way to put it. But the caveat and thought that we had, and I remember saying it to you was, well, I tell you what, if things are even going badly, we've got a very strong bench to turn to. Um, and when you're, you know, two, three, one up, to be able to bring on the likes of Partey or Bameyang and I can't remember whoever the third substitution we we made was.
0: I can't remember either. Oh, it was Odegaard
1: for Smith-Rowe, of course. Yeah. Um, You know, that's three fantastic substitutions. Like, when Smith-Rowe went down, I didn't have that gut-wrenching fear of, fuck, who's coming on to replace him? It was like, right. That was the first half, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's just like, bang, Odegaard's in there. I remember saying it when we signed him. I said, first and foremost, he's back up to Smith-Rowe for the time being. To be honest with you, I think the boy's got some serious quality. Um, and if we're looking at signing one of the two lads from Real Madrid, it's got to be him. I already th- put him miles ahead of Ceballos when it comes to those two. Um, It'll be yeah. interesting to
0: see what happens with that, actually. Yeah, it would, it would be interesting he's, because
1: they clearly don't want him
0: in this. In terms of, you know, yes, is, is it's a Dan
1: and players out if he, if he rates them? Six years he's been there as well. and He hasn't ever made an impact. I know. Look, I know he signed very young, and he was the, it was the modern day Freddie do if that name rings any bells with you, probably not. No, Jesus no. Christ.
0: Well, there was a, there was a, I remember on the podcast we did with Liam, I, we I talked about, would you take Zobias? And then around the same time, it came out that they were, they were offering like, apparently like 22 million, which is pretty, bloody cheap for, for a player of his standard. I don't know if I'd take it. I think, I think you're right. I think I'd, I'd go for Odegaard if yeah. we had the, the chance to sign
1: uh, one or the other. I think so. And, and again, like I just haven't, Seen enough consistency or anything that makes me think I want to buy us at Arsenal long term. Unfortunately, like yeah. again, you can't deny his passion when he celebrates goals and stuff like that. But he's a likable guy, isn't he? Yeah. As, a, as footballers go, you know, he's right. mm. that's that's the bottom line, isn't it? Oh, he's just got that bit more about him that suits yeah. our style of play better as well. um So yeah, I mean, then then you bring off Felneny and you bring on Party. What an upgrade that is for the last twenty minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. There was a lot of positives to come out yesterday, and it was really, you know, I was just really happy with the game. It was just nice to—I mean, I, I think I texted you a couple of times when when we go get to a certain point of a game if we're winning large enough. It's nice to sit back and just enjoy it, mm. like really just because it's, it's like I said it already on this podcast. It's been a tough season to watch, or cu- tough for you years to watch Arsenal as a, as an Arsenal fan. Um, but to come out yesterday and win three one away. Yeah, I mean, look, you gotta just as good it. as it
0: was. Let's not forget, we are still tenth in the Premier League. So I don't give a shit. Anyway, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think as a football fan, you know, just take it and get take it for what it is and go. I enjoyed that. You won today, fantastic. Mm. And that, and that's and that's and I leave and I leave it there. I, I don't sort of. Yeah. Whereas there's a lot of people who just aren't happy. Whatever we do, where yeah, we win, the, they're not yeah. happy. They complain. I just think, fuck off, then. That's one of the
1: hardest things to do in life. And the quicker the people can learn that, the better. You're never going to please everybody, um, no matter what you do.
0: Just go Even down, just world. go and buy a Ratchet shirt,
1: watch the Arsenal, have a few beers. It's fucking great. It is great. There's one thing I just wanted to say because we haven't mentioned this chat. One yet. thing. I love how you all
0: said, just one thing.
1: You've, it's never, it's never you, just one thing. If Calvin's
0: you. got a notepad. It's called Just One Thing. It fucking goes on for days.
1: <laughs> it's an endless notepad. <laughs>
0: It's like Barry about. poppins uh, it's an extra sketch old uh,
1: no but I was ended. just thinking that we haven't spoken about Cedric at right back now I know he wasn't overly challenged yesterday uh, I think he had the second highest amount of touches in our team yesterday um I just thought he was really solid yesterday I, I, um, I saw
0: an interesting stat about him and Pepe and you know how much uh, between him. It, it seems to click, as opposed to Bellerin and Pepe. I don't know. It's a bit of a weird one. I think that, in many respects, people like to give Bellerin a hard time, whether that's justified or not. I'm a big fan of Hector Bellerin. He's a likable guy. He's, he's you know he's yeah. an Arsenal guy. Yeah, he loves the club. You know he's been around a long time. Um, you know he's won what three FA cups. Three
1: FA cups. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, you know, longest-serving player. God, I opinion. sound like one of those Urzell fanboys, don't I? But huh. do you know, do you know what I mean? they're like I think from that respect, I, I sort of I don't really like to criticize him. I think he hasn't been at his best. Um, me and Liam had a conversation about it in regards to just you know being caught out of position, making silly mm. errors,
1: mm.
0: doesn't always look confident on the ball. I, I think he'll go
1: the end of the season, to be honest. I think he's he's probably he's the sort of guy who probably wants a new challenge now. Personal challenges as well, mind you. I yeah. think, look, eight years at the club, something like that, if not longer. Yeah, that's what I mean. Decent servant. I think the bloke does need a bit of respect as a just a human being. Top man like you, I think I can can disagree with that at all. On the pitch, yeah, he, he, you know, again, had some. He's had some terrible injuries over time, and it would be very unfair yeah. to completely
0: um, write him off because yeah, to come back from that sort of injury you know you're never going to get it back properly um but yeah that, that's that's where i'm at with it i don't i don't feel like it justified cedric cedric did very well i like cedric yeah he's the just the radar you know, does, does a good job he's pretty he solid does. gives us depth and that's what that's what we need you know when we talk about rotation and within the squad he, he
1: brings that i never had an issue when he joined to be honest with you. other than the fact he was injured when he did that was the only thing that pissed me off but it's this is a, these are the sort of signings as Arsenal supporters that we turn our noses up all too often. Um,
0: well, he's not—he's not like a big name, is he? Unless he's not it's a big like 50 name. Fifty million. He's got a, yeah. you know, a pencil moustache.
1: Sometimes you just got to look at the fact that this—he's played in the Premier League long enough. He knows. You know, it's not as if you've got to wait for some lad to adapt to the country. He knows it. Do you know what I mean? He knows who you're playing against. You know, you, there's many. There's been so many examples. I always remember Antonio Valencia when he went to United. I thought that was a phenomenal signing. He was a great, he was a great, so great right back.
0: played at Wigan, um, didn't he?
1: Yeah, exactly. At Wigan. Yeah. So, listener, for this week's On This Day, we're going back to
0: March 2002. What? Unfortunately, we didn't actually play on the 1st of March 2002, but, no, that's bullshit. roll, please, we did in fact play on the 2nd of March 2002. Can you remember the game? I'll give you a clue.
1: Dennis on- Burkamp scores an app. So well next Day plus one day. Um, Dennis Burkamp, Newcastle. Hmm. I wonder where my mind might wander to here. Are we talking about the time he decided to twist Dabbs' ass inside out and then slot one into the bottom corner past Shea Given? Correct. Oh, it's probably. It still is one of the sexiest goals. It's unbelievable,
0: isn't it? Ah. Do you remember I, who scored
1: the the uh, the second goal? Wow, that's a good question. It was someone random. We could be a while, listener. Yeah. it could be he a long he's... night. Let's be honest. I still think Armunia was playing and in going this game as well. <laughs> well, we, we won the game 2 0. Was it 2 0? See, that's 2-0. what I mean? I thought it was 2 1. Um, oh, was it Big Sol Campbell? It was Campbell. So there we go. You've got two players. So we're going to do guests of the lineup. Mate, fucking take a minute. That was a great fucking shot. I said it was someone random. Big Sol Campbell. Yeah, there you go.
0: Big Sol Campbell. Got to love him. I Even guess. though he's
1: very strange.
0: Yeah. He's an odd chap, isn't
1: he? So are you going to take a punt at the lineup? Yeah, I don't know why. When you're just, <laughs> just saying how strange that Sol Campbell is, yeah, he's a little bit different. He I is. I don't know why. Have you seen, obviously, look, Chris Eubank. Right. He is
0: a bit like Chris Eubank, isn't he? Not he,
1: quite as severe, but there's this. Have you just... seen that clip of him going around where he's offering his son? Is it Ben, his son? Or I'm not sure. He's a boxer as well, but he's like they're doing celebrity goggle box or something. He's got a bowl of sweeties. And the way he turns around to him, he says, Would you like a sweetie? Honestly, <laughs> just, just go and watch it. It's the funny honestly, Love I was that. I was crying watching it. It's so funny.
0: There so, there so was um, a clip I saw, I think it's Piers Morgan, and he's interviewing so Campbell and So Campbell basically says to him, "Oh, you ignored me the week when we were at the show." Yeah, you shared and, that with me, it's... and he and it's really awkward. And he's like, "Yeah, and remember, appears, be, be nice next time." And yeah, it's like what is going on? Okay, yeah. let's get back to this. So yeah. yeah, we 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 played a four four two. Okay, uh, the old classic way, none of this four two three one nonsense. We was four two three four five sixes to make it a little bit more interesting. Let's go from the attack.
1: Anyways, this is 0102. Yeah, this is the year we won the double. 0102. So we go Thierry and Dennis. Wrong. For fuck's sake. <laughs> will Tord and Dennis.
0: There we go.
1: Ooh. If that was wrong, I was calling it a day. I was gonna rage quit there and then. Rage quit. Yeah, there and then.
0: Midfield. Now there's a there's there's one in here that will completely throw you out. So I mean, try and think outside the box. Doesn't take a lot.
1: doesn't take a lot, does it? Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> doesn't take a lot. Would be it in in the statement of the century. Um, Paddy Vieira. Yeah. Edu. Cameron's a sub. Oh motherfucker, Perez? Yeah. Parler? No. Jumberg. i will just in fielders now. No. Bollocks. So I still need two more midfielders. I've only got literally two it's of them.
0: Quite a weird lineup, actually.
1: Why? Why do you always have to do this to me? I can't even do the basic ones. You're giving me these weird ones.
0: Basically, there was a defender playing in midfield. Van Bronckhorst? Surely no. not. I oh, just hit me with it. It was Patrick Vieira, yeah. Robert Perez, Giles Grimondi. Giles
1: Grimondi in midfield?
0: Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> um. And there's five defenders who started that day, so I'm not sure who played.
1: Who was the other midfielder? First I don't course? know.
0: You fucking got the lineup. Well, if I go by, this, it was Laren. Lauren. Lauren, because he used to play.
1: He was in the midfield. But he was he a midfielder.
0: Signed as a midfielder. He wasn't. He wasn't a fullback when he signed. Jesus Christ. So yeah, it was a midfield of uh, Lauren Vieira, Gremondi, Perez.
1: So who who were so who who was in defence? And who was in goal? Big Dave Seaman in goal. Yeah. Left back Ashley Cole. No. Giovanni Van Broncos.
0: No. No. Oh, now we're running out. Talked about him before the pod.
1: Brilliant. <laughs> That's not helped me. He retired.
0: This was his last season at the Arsenal.
1: Old Nigel? Surely no,
0: not. No, he'd gone before. Left Are you back. sure? Have you ever watched Arsenal play? Yeah. I thought he used to go regular during this time. Did?
1: I oh, see, look. He's right back. Oh, for fuck's sake. See what I mean? Like, listen to this, listeners. This. this is what I'm dealing with. He says, <laughs> Are you, ever, you ever go and watch Arsenal? Oh, yeah, he actually plays right back. Fuck off. On, well, this sorry. is a weird team, let's be fair. It is batshit mental. So he's a right back that played... Just Who were the fullbacks, Lushney. anyway? Yeah, Lush is one of them. He played a right back, didn't he? That's not helped me out, has it?
0: Well, I, it doesn't really tell you. It just has the lineup. just it, it doesn't have positions.
1: <sighs> Listeners, I swear to God, he just said literally... It's really, that is it. really
0: not His name
1: rhymes with T. Lee Dixon. Fucking hell. His name... <laughs> Lee Lee. yeah, who calls footballers by their first name? What kind of are you on? First name bases at the ground here. Hello, Lee. Good game. Who mean, are our two centre halves? Um obviously Campbell. Yeah. Big Tone. Or
0: here's another one. Is another one you're gonna be like, Oh, thing outside the box. I
1: I weirdly, I don't know why. I'm going Stepanov's. Yes, there we go. I thought he played that game. He was fucking terrible. So,
0: Edu came on as a sub. You've got that one. Thanks. Um, Canu also came on. And I'm just going to give you the bench because I really... Because we oh, couldn't for a while. Um, and we're yeah, playing I, on Saturday. I, a, and I don't want to be still Saturday doing the podcast with I, you.
1: I, I'll be fucking naming players, um, anyone that just wasn't playing. So, that
0: ri- we had Richard Wright. Uh, Richard Wright. John Halls. John Hall. Edu, Canu and Jeremy Allardier on the bench. He was always a good lad when he was Jeremy. Looking back at these teams, we all sort of talk about the Henri's and the Tony Adams. Like, you look back through the season, you look at the rotation and, and, the, and the, the quality and depth that we had. It's pretty mm. amazing what we had. I mean, mm. this team has got no Tony Adams. It's got no Ashley Cole, uh, no Lumberg, no Henri,
1: no Parler either. No Parler. He's such an underrated player for us.
0: We actually played him eight days later in the Cup. No, seven days later. I'm going
1: to ask you to name that team. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Though I think I was at that game. Still
0: uh, Eddie, scored, Eddie, Eddie scored, didn't he? And then uh, mm. Lauren Robert scored an absolute screamer. screamer. He
1: scored some worldies, did he, old Lauren Robert?
0: Good player. Newcastle had a good team, I not Yeah, they weren't bad. They were actually a force. Like, I'd never say a force. It wasn't a six point. Well, yeah, you look at them now and you think six points.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. And it's always fun because my brother sports Newcastle. So that's always there. Uh, thanks for coming, mate. Well, on that note, I think, look, just want to thank anybody who's managed to stay with us this long. Um, look, we really always appreciate you you tuning in and listening to us two boring bastards talk about a boring football club called Arsenal. But, uh, you you, you nearly said something else then. Arsenal, yeah, I don't know what I was saying. Who
0: the hell are they? That's what you were following in the early two thousands. That's why you didn't get bloody Giles Grimondi. Giles.
1: Mate, I always remember he scored a screamer against Palatone once. I'll come out with random shit like that. Um if you wanna <laughs> if you want to follow any of us on social media, please feel free to do so. You can follow Steve on Twitter, he's at, at in the clock end. You can follow myself on Twitter at underscore the arse underscore. And Liam, who's usually with us, but he's otherwise engaged this evening, he can be found at Gronin Guna. I'm not doing the Dutch pronunciation he did last week because there's just too much throat involved. Um, But we'll be back after the Burnley game next week. Until then, listeners, take care. All the best. We'll catch you then. Bye-bye.